when I'm beginning a piece, um, whether it's for orchestra, it's for you know a singer, I start at the keyboard, improvising and finding chords, you know, harmonies that um, speak to me, and then it's all about shaping how those harmonies are strung together, and it's a long um, chiseling out process after that. But it always begins with improvisation, or as I like to call it, making things up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Wayla Shambo for WHRO FM. Caroline Shaw is an innovative composer, violinist, and vocalist originally from North Carolina and now based in New York. She was the youngest ever recipient of the Pulitzer Prize for Music in 2013 and has written for and collaborated with a wide range of artists, from Renee Fleming to the Philharmonia Baroque Orchestra to Ben Folds. Caroline is a guest artist with the Virginia Symphony this week, performing three of her own works on a program that also includes music by Brahms and Beethoven. I was thrilled to have the chance to talk with Caroline about her creative process, the many musical hats she wears, and what listeners can expect at these concerts. If you're talking to a listener who's new to your music, so maybe this is someone who goes to the symphony regularly or listens to our classical radio mm. station, so they're used to hearing music by Brahms and Beethoven and Bach and Mozart, what should they expect hearing your music on these concerts? What might be familiar and <laughs> what might be new? That's a great question. Um, whenever I'm, when I'm writing for orchestra, I'm always kind of thinking about past works for orchestra, things that I love, which are especially are... Um, Brahms is one of the composers that I love a lot, and Brahms is on this concert, second half. I might tuck myself in in the back of the second violins to play along if Edwin, the mm. conductor, lets me. I like the idea of sort of taking some of these older pieces or styles or composers and, you know, identifying what it is that I love most about it and then making something entirely new out of it, which you may never even hear the influence of Brahms in there, but it's it's part of the process for me is kind of playing with the past in a way and um, having fun. Can you tell us a little more about the three pieces that you're doing on this particular program? So there's two for voice and then the violin piece. Mm -hmm. One is a song called Red Red Rose, which I had actually written for another singer, a wonderful Swedish mezzo-soprano, and Sophie von Otter, um, and a Baroque orchestra a few years ago. And it takes the text from Robert Burns' Red, Red Rose, um, which has been a, f a famous folk song, but this is a new take on it. So it's a very different melody and different harmony. Um, and the other is called, it is still called Other Song. And the history between that is actually that I was asked by Ben Folds to be part of a program in D.C. with the National Symphony and the singer Sarah Bareilles. And I, I love both Sarah and Ben so much, um, and they're such great songwriters. So Other Song is actually my answer to um, Sarah Bareilles' radio hit Love Song. And um, there's sort of like little hints of it in there. It's not, it's not, they sound nothing alike, but lyrically there's kind of an answer to it. And it's really all about um, how to write a song and how you find find the harmony and how you find the line.
in the program notes for your violin piece, Load, it said, you've so far, you've been the only soloist for the piece and yeah. that <laughs> the solo part is not yet written down or not completely written down. And I was wondering a couple things about that. So what's different when you're writing a piece for yourself to play versus mm. for other musicians to play? And, and is this particular work something you would like other musicians to play? Is that something you're interested in or not so much with this one? Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, whenever I play low, I have to go back and revisit recordings and figure out exactly kind of what I did and what I want to do because nothing is written down <laughs> in the score. <laughs> and I like that. It, change, it means it changes every time just a little bit. I, a lot of things are kind of fixed. If I were going to hand that piece off to another violinist, of course, I would write a lot more of it down. But um, when we first premiered it in 2015, I was really still kind of writing, trying to figure out what it was. So I didn't want to get to put things down on paper that I would just change later on. And, you know, I enjoy playing the piece myself. It's for me, it's a way to get to know the musicians and get to be up there with the orchestra players rather than as a composer, if you write a piece for orchestra, you're often sitting in the audience or, you know, during rehearsal, you're sitting a hundred feet away from them and you don't really have a chance to interact and with this piece I'm able to you know turn over and look at the violas look at the violins and I think it sort of makes the aspects of being a composer makes it more personal yeah makes me think of how you know in the past many composers did perform their own works I think of you know Mozart playing his piano concertos yeah. and improvising parts of them on yeah. stage and <laughs> How I can get, I can I can understand why he did that. He might have been in the same boat. <laughs> so of course people probably always want to talk about you winning the Pulitzer Prize and being the youngest winner of the Pulitzer when you did a few years ago. And I'm curious about what impact that had on your life as a musician how has that changed since winning that prize <laughs> um my parents were really surprised <laughs> and uh, a lot a lot of other people were really surprised when that happened it was in 2013 and at that point I actually hadn't written very much music but uh the Pulitzer was for a particular piece called Partita for Eight Voices for um, the ensemble that I sing with Roomful of Teeth so eight singers all acapella and you know, it was an incredible honor, and um, I know how many other composers deserve that award, and and it's been a wonderful, you know, boost to the career of many of the singers in Roomful of Teeth, because we perform a lot more. We perform that piece in particular, and also it was a lot of attention kind of suddenly on, on my work and what I do, and it was actually kind of a scary time. I, I have some perspective now, six years ago. But it was it was scary because there was suddenly a lot of expectations from me of you know what's she gonna do what is it what does she do I, said, I don't even know I don't even know if I can write music <laughs> guys um, but I but I sort of knew that there was a lot of work to do and I'm really lucky to have the opportunities that have come up since then yeah and I also uh, there's a you know huge responsibility I feel like that comes with the prize to be a a good example as a musician in the world, especially for younger musicians. So a lot of what I do now is talking to younger, yeah, students, younger musicians, and talking about how to be a good 
musical citizen in the world. And that's work that is really important to me. What kind of things do you say to them? (laughs) I emphasize kindness because that's um, something that can't be said enough, I think. And I think for a long time in classical music, that wasn't the... um, it wasn't talked about and it's really important. I think empathy and kindness with your fellow musicians is really important. Hard work just in general and um, curiosity about all kinds of music. I, I never expected to be a singer and yet uh, I think tomorrow night I'm going to sing two songs with an orchestra <laughs> in front of an audience. <laughs> I think that's apparently happening. It's happening. It's that is happening. Schedule. It's on the schedule. I saw it on the yeah. schedule today. <laughs> it's in the program. What's it like wearing those different musical hats during the same performance during the same evening so you're singing you're playing violin and it's your own music as well um to be honest I think this might be the I usually avoid actually having the two things on the same program Mm. but I know Edwin the conductor really well and he thought it was a good idea (laughs) so I I think it's interesting actually to just be able to share some different sides of myself and of my music with an audience feels like Sometimes when you when I go and I play my violin concerto, no one ever hears me speak or hears my own voice. And I think there's something um, that's very uh, yeah personal about about that. So I think in this program where I'll be singing the two songs first and then playing the concerto. And I'm I'm just curious to talk to audience members to see how that might um, you know change how they listen maybe. Caroline, thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, Wayla. And I can't wait to hear the concerts. Me too. Thanks. Caroline Shaw performs with the Virginia Symphony tonight, that's Thursday evening, and also on Saturday evening and Sunday afternoon. Also on the program, the Beethoven King Stephen Overture and the Brahms Symphony No. 4. Guest conductor Edwin Outwater will be at the podium, and he'll also give a pre-concert talk before each performance. You can find all the details at virginiasymphony.org.